0: Welcome to the Self Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit livingthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 489 of the Self Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you, Sean?
1: I'm um, okay. I'm just I had the shingles vaccine because they told me I had to because of my cardiac stuff I had. Um and uh um uh, it's always a joke with Ree. She said, and if anyone's gonna react to the vaccine, it's going to be you. <laughs> and uh and That's it bald. did make me it's made me feel like I've been hit by a truck. So it's like all my joints are going, eh, and apparently, oh yes, that can happen with the vaccine. In very few cases.
0: Probably. Do you know? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gosh. so special. Well, hopefully, it'll be worth it in the long run. Eh? Yeah,
1: but you have good news.
0: Do well, you not. We're doing an episode on democracy, and democracy has has spoken here on World. Because yeah, I'm a I'm a counsellor now. Would you believe it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hang on. So it's,
1: it's interesting. I'm a counsellor, and you're a counsellor.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Well, that's a funny. uh Isn't the English language weird? How it throws up those little and, same but different things. Yeah. It's just it's spelled differently. <laughs> I'm going to walk into the back and record back there. Uh, yeah. So it's been a hectic old week. Actually, we finished. In fact, it was the vote was a week a week ago to the day. Um, and then the, yeah. the results came in the following day. So uh, it's been a hectic old week, man. It's been crazy, but um, yeah, I'm a councillor, and it's been it was a good campaign, and you know I'm, I'm part of the Green Party around here, so we're doing another nice little chunk of extra seats here on Wirral for us, and yeah. And and do
1: do you feel uh, a bit like, woo, I've done it? Do you feel like I that do. positive?
0: Yeah, I do, yeah. I mean, you know, people are stopping me in the street and getting lots of nice messages and saying well done and blah, blah, blah. So that kind of adrenaline has is, is probably just about died out now. Um, I've had a full induction day yesterday, so I've got my email and laptop set up and um, the next few weeks will be a bit hectic with um, figuring out some of the politics of it all and who who sits on what committees and uh, lots more training for me to do because it's, it's a four year term. I've got um a new system on, we're also good chunk of time to get stuff done. Um, but yeah, we're talking We're talking today about democracy, aren't we? We're kind of about on what it means and what it means to be elected or to seize power in other ways, that kind of thing. So, uh, it's a funny yeah. thing, democracy, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's to do with the will of the people that's the thing and um how much of what goes on in politics is the will of the people mm. and how much is it is the people being done to rather than politics doing it with them
0: yeah, yeah. I know um so yeah' looking at the numbers from my election or my little um, which I'll I'll post in the in the show notes so if you go to live the present. UK. Uh, you'll find all the previous episodes and you should find the, this one at the top of the list. Um so in my ward in Bevington, uh yeah, we had forty two percent turnout of the electorate. So of I think it was about eleven ish thousand people could vote. Five thousand did. Um so, is that good, bad, normal? Well is that it's actually it's actually quite good for a local election. There were lots of wards on Wirral where turnout was as low as I think was the lowest it got to. Wow. Um, uh, And I think the highest was about 50, 52. So, yeah, we we got, you know, we got a good turnout in my award. And over like um, the three of us, the three Greens, myself, Judith, and Jason got the most votes out of anyone on Wirral, out of all councillors. So we got an amazing tally, really. So, um, but still, it begs the question about, you know, what about the, the uh, 58% that didn't vote at all, or, um, you know, and then obviously there's a the lot of people that can't vote, like children. <laughs> so uh, an interesting part of the induction training yesterday and kind of the advice we were given is to, is to re- remember that, you know, that not everyone voted for us. You, don't, you I'm not just representing the folks that voted for us. I, I need to try and represent everyone uh, in my ward, uh, including kids, I guess. And then you could, you could even take it a little further and say that you're representing people haven't even been born yet, you know, in the the future residence Mm. that I think is Mm. quite important, quite important, but it's politically it's tricky because you don't have enough time to, you know, to impact things, but uh, I think it's an important thing to remember. The
1: the interesting thing for me and the way that politics and democracy work, or doesn't work, however you look at it, is that, (laughs) It's like we've got 42% here have voted the council in, which means 58% didn't. But can those 58% moan about what the council do if they can't be bothered to vote? (laughs) Because that's the interesting thing. It's like British people are good at moaning. Yeah. Good at moaning. Um, And we we moan about things even when we um, have the power and the ability to make it different. But we'll sit back and then just moan anyway. You know, and um and that bit for me is always fascinating because I, I, I was saying before we came on air that when Maggie Thatcher got voted in, um, she got voted in, it was all, you know, Trumpists and right, and then uh, there were people that were really angry about what she was doing, like with coal mines and stuff like that. And I said to people, well, who did you vote for? And they said, oh, no, I voted for Maggie Thatcher. And like there they were moaning, you know, about what she was doing. But yeah. She was quite clear about her policies and stuff before, mm-hmm. you yeah. But it's, it's that moaning, I suppose it's like the British weather, isn't it? It's like we always known it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too wet, it's too dry, whatever. Mm. <laughs> but,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, and it, of course, people that didn't vote are entitled to moan, and you know, and it just if someone came to me for help and it turned out they'd voted for someone else, um. Of course, I'd do my best You'd to help. throw
1: them out the door and tell them to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it does. I mean, I guess I have. You know, I would. If you look at all the leaflets we put out locally, and our kind of focus was, you know, in, you know, uh, focusing on like fixing school traffic and air pollution, and getting more walk, you know, improving walking and cycling that kind of thing. So, I guess if someone came to me and said, "Oh, could you, could you turn the local main road into a dual carriageway so I can?" get to work a bit faster in my Range Rover, uh, then I would probably have to politely say, well, no, sir, I will not be helping you with that. <laughs> or madam.
1: <laughs> let, let me ask you a question about roads, right? Because oh. you, you you know the answer to this. Um, <laughs> but someone asked me the question, I didn't know. When you go down a road and there's a cycle track in the road, so it's like three feet out from the pavement. Yeah. So that's, and it's got a, a, a white line, doesn't it, like broken with So yeah. like, as a car, you're one side of the line the, the bikes the other. When the car comes to park in the road, should it park against the pavement or should it park against the white line?
0: Uh, well, it depends on the line. If, it, if it's dashed white line um, and there's no double yellows, then you can park against the pavement. Um, right. if, it's, if it's a solid white line, then yeah. you, you are you can't cross that line for any reason, generally.
1: All right, okay. So, So as long as it's a broken line, because I was thinking that's ridiculous. I, I was looking at a cycle lane and I was having a conversation with someone else about it. We were talking about it, and all these cars are parked up to the edge of the curve yeah. and effectively block the cycle lane.
0: Mm. Yeah, a why,
1: why have we got the cycle lane there in the first place? Yeah, What's the point?
0: Crazy. Yeah, a bit of a token gesture. So, yeah, I'll be looking to fix that kind of thing really with uh, some decent infrastructure, really, because yeah, they're not, they ain't worth So
1: it, it, if, uh, if it has a solid white line, then you'd have to park against the white line and not against the curb.
0: Yeah, unless there's double yellows, in which case you've got to park somewhere else or have the epiphany. Yeah and have the imagination to understand that maybe you didn't need to drive in the first place and that you could, you're allowed to use that cycle lane yourself. And sometimes it's okay. uh... That's the real, that's the real leap of imagination. It takes like, it's not just for cyclists. It's for people that of all kinds that might want to use a bike every now and then, or a, or a trike. So anyway, yeah. If you're parking in a car, you're doing it wrong and I'm coming for you. (laughs) So <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, that's going to be interesting, man. And um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you've put in your blog post about where the word itself, democracy, come comes from. Do you want to explain a bit about that and the history of it all?
1: Well, it, it's Greek. So, um, demos means people, and the, the kratos, which is the, it was the the krasi for us, the kratos uh, means pal So it's like democracy means the power of the people or the way we would probably say it is the will of the people. Right. Yeah. Cool. And uh, I'm fascinated by that whole idea. If I go far back to my childhood and uh, there were people that come back from the Second World War where they'd fought the Nazis. Now, the Nazis weren't the Germans. They were a subset of people in Germany who took over as a minority of the majority and created a power base that did everything that it did. And that idea about um, when we have governing bodies, how, how often is that body the will of the people and how much of it is the will of the dominating body? So there was a woman, one of my favourite programmes, I have to admit, on the radio is Woman Comes Hour, um, which I love. And uh, there was a woman on there this morning who... Was effectively in, in exile from Iran um, because she couldn't, as a woman, um, just dress how she wanted. She had to, yeah. you know, be covered up and everything else. Um, so we got this minority of people who, in this case, were a group of, of men um, in an Islamic group who were yeah. dominating the lives of, of the other men and all the women. Um, and and it's like we're not good as human beings at listening to each other and having a shared you know my thing about people look after each other and all be all right well what most power bases are doing is if you all think the way that i think then we'll all be all right if Mm. you do what i want you to do then we'll be all right
0: yeah um yeah it's uh i mean in some people's eyes maybe I'm, i'm viewed as a bit of a power crazy monster um but what is it about politics that tends to attract? Uh, well, I don't view myself in this kind of bracket, but like psychopaths, basically, <laughs> you know? Like, I think I did, you know, I'll try and find an article that I saw recently that talked about that. Uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. But um, there is a certain kind of person, usually uh, like a white man. Maybe white man is too hard actually because there's plenty of despots in Africa and all sorts that kind of yeah, yeah. get to power and seize it by military control and all that kind of stuff around the world. Mm. In fact, so what is it about politics that that attracts a certain type of person?
1: But it's not the politics; it's the power, right? Isn't it? When people are like that, it's the power. And, and I guess and one of the, one of the things about our friend Boris uh, and we've got it in Donald as well is. It's hard to understand their, their understanding of, of the truth mm. um, because it seems to be a movable feast when they're talking about things. Um, yeah. And uh, when, when you're, you don't have the insight, which is the psychopathic thing, yeah. to see what you're doing or the effect that you have on other people, it's easy to act like that, to get what you want.
0: Well, it is, yeah, because I mean, the interesting thing then is, all right, fair dues, psychos keep getting rising to power. <laughs> <laughs> but they only do it generally through the will of a certain amount of people. And, you know, someone like Boris Johnson and people Donald Trump is another good example. Um, despite a lot of people thinking they're crazy, they do have a certain charisma, don't they? And they're able to bring along enough people for the ride so that they can, can they can rise through the ranks. So what is it about that kind of person that, that people find appealing, I guess?
1: I think that lots of people are looking for someone else to lead them. Tell me what to do. Mm. Yeah. And we do that in medicine. You know, I'm ill doctor. What should I do? We do it in education. I need, what exam do I need teacher? You know what I mean? And we, we do it all over the place. Um, and, Uh, It happens in religion a lot. And there are lots of, of, forget the mainline religions, there's lots of odd sects that are still around that do odd things. Um, And it's because people are looking for someone else to to lead them. And if you're at odds with the system, and I know loads of people that are conspiracy theorists um, on all kinds of levels that believe that... um, that them whoever they are are out there to, to do us to have a go at us to destroy us to control yeah. us mm. you know um and when you got someone like donald trump comes along that says we must stand up to these people you know we can all go down to the to, to the main headquarters of, of uh, american politics and try and rip the building apart because we're doing it for a good reason yeah yeah the fact that Donald denied that he said it, but I did actually hear him say, um, but there you go. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's weird, isn't it, That all that kind of stuff. But um, it's like if you have your own mind and your own awareness, your own ideas, you don't need someone else to tell you what to do or mm. how to think. Mm.
0: Yeah, I guess you see it the same in, like, tabloids tabloid newspapers and like gossip magazines, you know, we, we all kind of, or well, we know the damage that they do and the kind of, yeah, you know, we see that weird headlines and the kind of stuff that tabloids put out, but yet the only reason they're enabled, they can keep going is because they're feeding a desire and a certain, and enough people um, to keep the business going, you know, the papers, like the sun, whatever, the daily star, blah, 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 all, all those weird, TV magazines that are just full of trashy gossip. Um, Mm. they sell by the boatload because people love it, don't they?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it's like all the stuff that's going on with the royal family, uh, and Harry and Meghan and all that kind of stuff. I mean, really in the, in the wholeness of evolution, it's a blink of an eye. It's like it's neither in or there. Um, but there are lots of people that are deeply affected by it. I'm sure the people that are, in, that are the characters in the stories are affected by it deeply. There yeah. are lots of people that that uh, listen to it. And, and I I watch people and listen to people, and there are those people that are like, poor Harry. Oh, poor Harry. You know, what a terrible life he's had, and I'm not surprised he's like he is. And then there's the other lot that are like, it's disgusting, he should be taken up and flogged. You know, all, all that kind of stuff. And it's like Maybe what people are doing is identifying their own issues on, in that case, Harry. You know? So, yeah. yeah. So where their sympathy lies, and maybe that's that's one of the keys to the way that power people develop um, a following. Mm. You know, it's it's like uh, Don, Donald has just been accused of doing things with a lady, and a a changing room somewhere and he's been fined on a civil court by you know, millions of whatever and um and he's saying i don't know i don't know what her name is you know and it's a conspiracy and they're all out to get me now that feeds whether he's right or wrong i, I don't know i'm doing me but it's, it's like it feeds right into the conspiracy theorists world doesn't it you know they're out to get us they're out to yeah. get donald so by standing up for donald they're standing up against the conspiracy
0: yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Very strange, and the, the the speed the speed at which a message can 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 be spread now uh, through social media online is a uh, kind of a yeah. Bit, it just enables like a perfect storm of um. Yeah. Yeah. Just chaos. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting times. Yeah. I wonder what the. I mean, watching the voting process. Last week, I mean, the at the count, sorry, when it was quite a archaic system of, you know, bits of paper with marks on them, and you know, had to be counted and verified and all that kind of stuff, and it it was a very slow process. We had like five thousand voting sheets, each with three crosses on them to count. Uh, well, the, the the council staff did, um, and you wonder how that if that could be streamlined or improved or sped up, or whether it's a whether it's a system of democracy that's had its day and we need to uh, move on to something better or maybe that maybe that is the best uh, the best bet at the moment
1: but maybe you end up in a situation where everybody's got their device like you and I are on device now so rather than having MPs voting for things what happens is that the vote comes up across the nation and everybody presses a button so so you you have you have total democracy where yeah. everybody has to say on every
0: issue yeah I think um, <laughs> in Switzerland I think it is they have a lot more referendums in, in Switzerland lots more issues are decided by a referendum uh, right. and I think sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't in the sense that um, I'm just trying to figure out the best way to kind of say this but sometimes you know on an issue you don't always want to go with the the majority do sometimes. It's the best the best thing to do is to take a a, a, a tact or a, a route that isn't necessarily popular but has popular but has a better long term impact. Um, we had that on the world last well, a few months ago. About twenty mile an hour stuff. So There's been a lot of lots of twenty miles an hour limits are getting rolled out on residential streets. Um, like thousands of roads are getting done in uh, in the coming months. <clears throat> Um, and if you'd looked online, it was very unpopular and there was lots of people, you know, against it and the consultation, public consultation was 80% against. Um, but it got voted through because the evidence shows in other countries and in other parts of the UK where it's gone in and it's had time to bed in that it saves lives, you know? Yeah, you might you might on the odd occasion take an extra 30 seconds to get to wherever you're going, but the net benefit for pollution for health, um, for the kind of peace and quiet that it brings, the slowest that it, it helps. So, in that case, the councillors were right to vote it through against the will of the people because the long term benefit, uh, is clear when you look at the evidence. So, um, but if, you, if it had gone to a public referendum, it would have got like no chance, no chance, mate. Let's put the speed limits up. Oh, but <laughs> but
1: that,
0: that, that's that's the bit which
1: is difficult, isn't it? Because And if we look at the evidence for things, whether it's scientific, medical, whatever it is, there are loads of things that we know to be right. But if the will of the people is to do the opposite, then what? it's the power base, isn't it? I mean, like, in reality, we should ban all cigarettes, all vapes and all smoking products right now. They should be totally and utterly banned because we know that they kill people. They know we know that they destroy families we know that they um uh, make lost people a lot of money um but our, they they cost a lot you know all the medical support has to go in as well yep um so it's like the the, the, the obvious thing to do is to ban it all <laughs> but, if, but if but if we did, if we put it to a referendum, what would it be? Would people say, because there'd be an, an amount of people they go, yeah, right, get rid of it, discuss it. But Actually, then there'd be to people that say, how could you do that to us? You know, you're taking away our, our freedom and our. Yeah, no, our yeah, this is where it
0: gets tricky. And you could, I mean, you can have the exact same conversation about cars. And it, there is a joke kind of thing on Twitter about ban cars. And uh, obviously, it's it's so incredulous and you can't imagine it ever being true and it won't ever happen but um we probably should because you know dry, you know we kill a million and a half people globally dying car crashes way you no know, tens of millions more from air pollution uh <laughs> so um i'll settle for
1: that that's apart from all the animals
0: Low, and, long, and the well, the non plants.
1: So. everything else
0: don't get me started man yeah on and on and on and the cannon... Uh, it's crazy, but you know, people need to get around. We have this system of transportation. One thing we can do is to, yeah, kind of just limit the harm by lowering the speed limit a little bit, but even that provokes quite um serious kind of backlash uh, amongst a certain number of people. Uh, but yeah, well, I, I,
1: I came back from your end this morning having been to a factory and I came uh in through West Kirby, has well that way. Yeah, and the amount of uh, of twenty mile limits on the roads is huge. On the main road, you know, as you go through, Telegraph uh, the Road whole yeah. of West Kirby, yeah, as you come yeah, coming down no.
0: the hill yeah, yeah, coming yeah. down that hills, fun at twenty in a car.
1: Um, but yeah. it, it was interesting to me. I, I was um, having a good nose around and watching people's attitudes because there, there was uh, a few situations I saw. There was someone who was keeping to the twenty limit. And people were right up the back of their car, kind of trying to force them in the road to get faster. You know, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm thinking that's going to be a lot of fun with this. I know. Well, it, it'll, that's why I'm not kind of instantly out there with a speed gun trying to catch people because, you know, we, it's it's a cultural thing as well, isn't it? A lot of things that we do habitually, whether it's smoking maybe, you know, it's hard to break the habit, isn't it? Uh, mm. And it's hard to break the habit when you've been you've been driving around at 30. Your whole life to all of a sudden you know cut it down uh it's a bit of a culture shock so um yeah I'm fascinated by that and I'm, I'm willing to give it time to kind of for the culture to change and you know learn a drivers well, on
1: on my vehicle I can I can set the speed limit I think a bit of um, yeah. do you know what they call it generally yeah um cruise, cruise control that's what yeah. so you can actually set it to 20. So you can actually only drive the twenty as you're going along. If you go over it, all the alarms go up. <laughs>
0: nice. Well, yeah, and uh, you yeah. um, know, not all the sat-navs. Mm-hmm. It'll take ages for sat-navs to update and all that kind of stuff. To do, so, yeah,
1: uh,
0: yeah. But that's that's the that's the nitty gritty of local politics, I guess, isn't it? And, um, yeah. Uh, I guess I'm. But
1: but does it mean though that when we start to look at the well-being of people? And I mean, we just had it with COVID, didn't we? It was like um, a, a group of people that we call Parliament decide that everyone's going to have to wear masks when they go into a shop. Yeah, now that's a, a small minority dictating to a vast majority. Yeah, now, those masks probably save many, many lives. Um, but the, the loss, I mean, certainly the conspiracy theorists spoke. Like, Connect with because yep. they we, we were being forced, weren't we? You know all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's it's like, like, is it right for the for this minority of people to um, well to, to impose it on on the majority?
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting. You know, COVID was fascinating times in terms of dem- democracy and um, speed of change, and th- that we needed to act at um, based on certain evidence that was out there and you know there was a lot of kind of guessing as well wasn't there there was we didn't know exactly what we needed to do and how bad the virus was um but most people fell into line didn't they and uh, did, did what they were told and stayed home and followed the rules mm-hmm. um but it, democratically i guess we didn't have time did we to kind of vote on this stuff and do you think we should do this mm-hmm. do you think we should do that because it was like no we got to, in fact we in the uk it was largely agreed that we, we waited too long. We were like a week too late in terms of like shutting things down. We were all kind of walking around in shops still thinking, yeah, not, you know, having heard that Italy had closed down or whatever. Um, should we be here? I need to be a bit careful here. Do I need to wear a mask yet? That kind of thing. But and then a week later, okay, everyone stay home.
1: <laughs> the thing I found weird was I got so used to wearing a mask that when I went into shops, when we were told that we didn't need to wear them anymore, I did carry on wearing them for a while. But then when I stopped wearing them, I felt kind of naked when I went to the shops.
0: Yeah, it was weird, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, But I suppose that's like the 20-mile speed limit. Like once you get used to it, you know, once you get used to driving at 20, 30 seems really fast.
0: yeah. Um, Yeah. I know. And I've just had an email through, as we're on air, from the Bank of England or rather from my mortgage provider saying basically that the that the interest rate has gone up so this is a decision taken undemocratically by 12 men and women in the bank of england i think that get to just get to vote on interest rate rises which has a huge knock-on effect for finances and stuff around the country so how about that for democracy but how much has it gone up? how uh, much I is it going up i actually haven't seen it's probably gone up another quarter of a percent or something uh okay let's have a look interest rate twelve time in a row yeah, gone up to four point five, so a quarter of a percent. Um, so you yeah, know,
1: I can mean, remember, I could remember back along when it was at fifteen you know, percent.
0: Yeah, it was I, I crazy hate about that. Yeah, amazing. I mean, yeah. crazy in the nineties. Yeah, and
1: earlier than that. I mean, in in the um, in the seventies and the eighties. Um, things were so bad from that point of view that local councils started giving money for mortgages you could get get a mortgage
0: from the council wow so, you uh, know they,
1: they would back the mortgage it was amazing
0: yeah uh matt i mean it's, it's still pretty low i mean i've got um, i mean i've got a 10-year fixed rate that i've took out a few months ago so um yeah yeah I, that little decision today by the clever people at the Bank of England it will have enormous consequences, wouldn't it, for a lot of people that are already yep. struggling or trying to, yeah, eke out every penny yep. each month. So democracy, ain't mm. eh? Blimey. Maybe I need to stand for a seat on the Bank of England board or whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you to be at number 10 so you can invite me.
0: <laughs> uh, well... Yeah, actually, I'll have a good look around there. Well, I had I had a good look around Birkenhead Town Hall yesterday, which was good fun. And I've got my first formal event next week, as the mayor gets sworn in, uh, the ceremonial mayor. So
1: is is the, is the town hall down by the ferry? Where is
0: it? Is it? We've got two. There's there's Birkenhead Town Hall, which is in Hamilton Square, right? Which hasn't been used that much for democratic stuff in recent years uh, because we've got Wallasey Town Hall. Up, the, up yeah. yeah, up past Seacom Ferry Terminal So uh, yeah, yeah, that's
1: absolutely that's, that's, yeah, past the Seacom Ferry,
0: yeah So that's where all the main, the yeah. big castles yeah. are Yeah, but Yeah It is interesting looking around these buildings that have been, you know, lots of history Hundreds, well, hundreds, yeah, yeah years of, of history And yeah, now I'm a little part of that, so it's quite exciting And will they have an
1: oil painting of you on the wall?
0: Well, I did see a massive one of those yesterday, I thought, "I wonder if that'll be me two hundred years from now. There'll be a picture of me up there." But, <laughs> uh, I don't want to get—I don't want to get too uh, too ahead of myself just yet.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's good. I mean, it, it, I know you, and I know that what you will be doing in the council will be pretty much from the point of view of service, trying to to be of service to to your community. I hope you're so. that kind of person.
0: Well, you know, I am at the moment. Uh, just wait till I've got some power.
1: <laughs> then you get that power again. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, there was a quote the other day that I read that said that service is love in action, like love in oh, well. motion. And, and I thought that's a really interesting way of looking at it. Like to serve others is is to actually have love but do something with it rather than
0: That's cool. Yeah, well, I was thinking back to that. You know, the first first pray, then move your feet, um, proverb or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, the ham yeah. sandwich thing. It's no point just wishing a hat for a ham sandwich. You've got to, uh, got to get stuck in and go and make the ham sandwich, haven't you? So here I am making me ham sandwich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And that, well, that's that but isn't it? And, and the, it's so easy to sit back and moan or to go online and moan on Facebook or whatever, you know, about things rather than actually doing something about it. Yeah. No. And I'm sure anybody listening to this, if they looked around the street they lived in, it's like, who in your street could actually do with a bit of help? You know, um, and that might mean a, um, a pound of food. It might mean just a nice words, you know, but it's like, would there be anybody you go knock on their door and say, hi, how you doing? We got some people down the road who so I must go knock on their door. Their house was burnt out. A few months ago it was literally gutted so oh, just, wow. uh, and uh they they had to go and kind of uh be in hotels and things and they're just in the process of moving back in it's all been redone and, you know everything rebuilt and windows replaced and everything and i must drop them with a card and a bottle of fiz- a bottle of fizzy to welcome them back
0: yeah yeah wow uh, so, well, that's it's well crazy man yeah all right we better wrap it up because we're running out of time here with zoom but um yeah, what's your results? The yeah, yeah.
1: There- yeah. Well, well my resource is, I'll, I'll send you a link through for it. Right? But it, it's about the idea of, um, it's, it's called the evils of revolution, like what is liberty? And the thing for me is that, and it's in the word, revolution is not evolution. Revolution is when it revolves 360 degrees. So you see it in Russia, we get rid of all the power base, and the communists come in and create another power base, which is no different to the one that they just took down. Yeah. No. Um, and and I think that, that that's the problem with revolution. We don't need revolution. We need evolution. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. I'll stick that in and I'll link to a House of Cards TV show. Um, I'm sort of hesitant to re- recommend the Netflix one because it's Kevin Spacey and he had a bit of a, He's been a bit uh, on the wrong side of history, on uh, and acting like a bit of a chump. Apparently, um, I'm not sure if he's. Well, I think he was charged with all sorts of sexual harassment stuff. So, it's an amazing TV show. He, you know, it, that, that,
1: just just about one issue. What you've got again there is you've got someone who's using power to dominate other people. If it's true, yeah, yes. and it's and um, that's that is horrible when you look
0: at it like it is well you i mean you watch watch the tv show then knowing that really um but also you can watch the old house of cards was a 60s tv show as well so you can watch that and it's kind of you know it's the kind of yeah that was
1: the, the british one
0: the british one there the, yeah, the Dirty of, side yes. of politics um yeah yeah
1: amazing. that was quite good that was good um, yeah cool all right sean you happy yeah i am always happy and when i get rid of this Bloody vaccine out of
0: my system. I'll be even happy. All right. Hang in there and I'll catch up with you next week.
1: Yeah. You take care. Bye, everyone. See you, counselor.
0: Yeah. His Lordship. (laughs) Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) See you later. Bye.